Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll tell you more about uh, Chris Hedinger and the staff at Victory Custom Trailers a little later, but we do appreciate them being a big part of the reason that this show exists. And uh, boy, uh, good to be back in the WSIC studios. Uh, we had a, a week off last week on Monday night uh, and back this week and looking forward to a very busy stretch coming up. We've got uh, a full show tonight joining me in the studio. Well, it would be nice if I told you who I was. You probably know I'm Tom Baker and joining me in the studio is Casey Kerwin. Casey races for Denny Hamlin. Yes, that guy um, in the eSport NASCAR iRacing series. Did I get that right? Yes. Wow. Close enough. Okay. So, um, and Coca-Cola. I forgot to throw Coca-Cola in there. Minor uh, omission there. So, uh, as I sit here with Mountain Dew. Um, but uh, glad to have you with us. Casey's going to talk eSports. And he'll hang around with us and talk racing as well. Casey's actually, um, Casey's been around a bit uh, here in terms of uh, working for Jordan Stillwell and Stillwell Racing uh, on the legends and bandolero cars that they have for their drivers. Casey used to be a racer and now um, he's being paid to race on a sim. And see, I think that's cool. Um, and we're going to talk to him about that. And James Mellick is uh, back with us as well. Good to have uh, Red back. And uh, you've been crisscrossing this good yes. old US of A. Yeah. Uh, and, it's been uh, a long. It's been a long trip. Uh, traveled you, all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina, all the way to Phoenix, and helped part of the swap out there to get our race cars ready on yeah. the, on the track, and then came back. So yeah, it's been a uh, been a long week, but you know, happy to do it for the team. Well, and uh, happy to have you back as well. We definitely missed you last week, and um, looking forward. Bobby McCarty going to be joining us from the Cars Tour as well um, for the second half of our show. So lots to talk about, and we'll start with just uh, chatting a little bit about the race that took place this weekend at Phoenix, specifically the cup race on Sunday, the debut of the new NASCAR short track package. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I give them an A. I thought that short track package worked like a charm. We saw some good old-fashioned come-from-behind passing, side-by-side racing. The leader never got too far out. I thought that was one of the best short track NASCAR races I've seen in a long time. Even Steve O'Donnell agrees with you. He put out a thing today saying, you know, um, um, he applauds and praises it. He said the exact same thing you did, so... Even Steve O'Donnell likes it. Well, and and a lot of the drivers are very complimentary from what I saw. And I just thought it made for great TV. Um, You know, you were able to see guys come from the back. Uh, It, it, you know, you didn't see a lot of pushing. The restarts were fantastic. Uh, Side-by-side racing all the way through the event. And, you know, there were several comers and goers in the top five, top ten throughout the race. Uh, I, I thought it was great, and I think that was definitely a step in the right direction. It makes me really, really interested now for tracks like Richmond yeah, and, of course, Martinsville and Bristol to see what we can do at those tracks. I also like the fact that um, NASCAR and Goodyear worked really closely together this uh, yep. race to get the tire so it did wear. 
uh, a little bit more, so it wasn't like trying to drive on a brick that never wore out, and the drivers actually had to drive the race cars. Yes. Uh, so I like that NASCAR and Goodyear worked at that. Maybe they'll work together like that again for more races, and they can do that too, because we all love watching Atlanta, and Atlanta is at a brace, uh, brace of racetrack, yep. and that's what kind of tire they made for Phoenix, and it's not even that kind of surface. Well, yeah. I mean, Atlanta's Atlanta's pavement, I think Moses yeah. actually won his last race on, on uh, that pavement. <laughs> I think that just before, just after they repaved it. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been a long time. So, yeah, I just again see to me, I think that the drivers of the modern era in some ways have gotten a little too comfortable. I mean, these these cars are the, the downforce. I think we've had way too much downforce. These cars stick to the track. And I think what we saw yesterday with a low downforce package is the drivers had to work the throttle, the brake a little more. And, you know, a few of the guys had some issues. Um, that's what we want. They're supposed to be the best of the best. So the harder we make the cars to drive and the more you have to learn to use racecraft to pass, and you can use racecraft instead of having to depend on air, um, the better the racing is. And yesterday was a stark contrast to the last race at Phoenix. Um, and, you know, in the in the past several that we've had that really have been all that great, in my opinion. Yeah, like you just said, you know, they had to race and make the passes, yes. and it was less dependent on air. Uh, Brad proved that one. Brad got, <laughs> Bra- Brad got in a crash early and drove up there in one stage two and was battling for yep. the race win. Until a couple of calls there on pit road kind of went the wrong direction for them. They had to pit later than everybody else. Couldn't get back up there. But, I mean, he smashed the whole left side of the car in early in the race. Brad's teammate Joey Logano picking up the win. The question is, is Joey Logano now the driver to beat in the Cup Series, James? They were talking about that on uh, a radio station that I was driving in, WFNZ up here in Charlotte. They were talking about it. And they were asking, is Joey the real deal? And a lot of them are saying this combination with him and his new crew chief, they're the deal. That's what they're saying. Um, oh, wolf. Uh, I think they're definitely fast for sure. The Fords have been fast. They were fast last year along with the Toyotas. Those were the two fastest. And uh, right now it looks like Ford is the one that came out of the box ready to go first. Well, specifically Penske, too. I, I mean, Ryan Blaney could have won three races already this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that crew chief swap, I think, benefited everybody at Penske. Brad hasn't had the results to show for it, but... Um, but there's no question that, that I think all three of the teams were sort of renewed by the, the, the difference in, in the crew chiefs. Um, Joey getting the win, I don't, I don't think anybody dominates, no. you know, and, and certainly not in the way that we used to think of somebody dominating. I think you're going to see anybody win eight, ten races. Um, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Joey picking up the win. Harvick second, Kyle Busch third, Kyle Larson fourth. Clip Boyer finishes up. In uh, the top five, pretty good race overall, I thought. I mean, again, a lot of comers and goers. Hendrick cars were sort of okay, not great. Um, you know, Elliott was up there, finished seventh. But uh, then, you you know, you look at it, you got Byron in 10, Johnson in 12th, Bowman in 14th. Um, just, I mean, they were okay, but they weren't great. I think I expected better out of, out of them, and I picked Bowman to win again. And, you know, just wasn't uh, the kind of day that that, that team I know would, would like to have had. Yeah, um, really the only one that was up front a lot of the day was Chase until yeah. he had that little issue on pit road. Yep. But I want to jump back to that crew chief deal real quick with Go Penske. Um, I honestly, when I saw that change, I thought Brad was going to be the first one at Penske to win a race because him yeah. and Jeremy Bolins worked together so long. I thought him and Bolins working together in the Xfinity car at that 22 he was going to be the one that won the first race over there. Instead, Joey got it. I mean, but if Joey would have got Jeremy, 
I would have thought he would have won the first race because he worked with him as well. So I just thought the parity of those two together already was going to help Brad. Yeah, I mean, I well, and, and I don't think, I certainly don't think it's hurt him. Like I said, I think the performances are good. The results just haven't been there, you know, and, and it's one of those things where, you know, Brad finished 11th. If he had not had the situations he had the other day, uh, yesterday, I think he might have been well up in the top five. So, you know, it. I don't think there's any question that all three of those those cars have benefited from the crew chief swap. By the way, if, you, if you're listening to the show or you're watching us on WSIC TV, you can call us if you'd like. We'll, we, the phone lines are open 704-873-1400. 704-873-1400. You can call us from anywhere in the world. We don't care. 704-873-1400. Um, the only uh, rules are it's a family show, so be nice. Uh, and you must speak English because I don't know any other language. Um, <laughs> and this is not... This is not home ad. Uh, that, that occurs from 9.05 to 11 here on WSIC every morning. And Pat Shannon is the rock star of the station. But um, you can't buy and sell anything on this show other than racing equipment. So uh, 704-873-1400. We'll take your call if you'd like to shoot us a call. Okay. Um, overall, uh, Phoenix, I thought, uh, I thought it was great. I would, I would score that race an 8 out of 10, uh, very honestly. Um, Casey, what are your thoughts? I thought it was a really You're good a race. Fan? Yeah, I thought it was a really good race. Uh, it was interesting. It was different with the PJ1 kind of making the top of preferred lane. Yeah, it was another thing. I, I mean, I, I, I like, I, I understand why they do it. Um, sometimes they get it right. Sometimes I don't think it helps. Yeah. In this was, case, I think it did. But Yeah, I, that's the thing. I don't know if like, because it still got widened out. Like they could still go to the bottom and make passes. It wasn't like it was impossible to yeah. pass. It just made the top the preferred lane sometimes. Um so, which was just a little bit different for a Phoenix race, but all in all, I mean, it was still good racing side by side, a little bit of beating and banging. So it was I got, fun to watch. I got someone I want to ask. You run the eSport um, for Denny there. Yep. Do they have that aero package stuff for you guys too? You run yeah, the yeah, low yeah. downforce, high yes, downforce. Yes, what do you just, feel as a driver, even though it's a simulation, uh, what do you feel different when you have to drive in these cars? A whole lot more off-throttle time. There's a lot more, even when we went to short tracks last year uh, on the high downforce stuff. Um, you could carry a whole lot of center speed, get back to the throttle a lot easier because you had the giant spoiler behind you. But now it's a lot looser on entry, a little bit can be tighter through center, um, and then you have that lot more throttle control on exit. Um, we've been running that through Phoenix all week because uh, we got it in iRacing again this past week uh, when it came out. So um, it's a lot more fun in my opinion, and I thought it made better racing. Yeah, I just uh, to me mechanical grip. I know, you know, people say, well, you're just a grumpy old whatever, because, you know, I'm I'm at the point where um, it was better in the old days. Um, but, it, you know, to me, mechanical grip makes for better racing. When you make the drivers use the pedals, it, it makes for better racing. When, the, when, when you are so arrow stuck to the track that you barely have to lift, that does not make for great racing. You, it doesn't make passing easy. It, you know, it, it takes it out of the hands of the drivers. And, you know, I liked this race because I thought it put it back into the hands of the drivers. And uh, we're going to have more discussion about Phoenix on the other side of this break because on Saturday, Kyle Busch did not win the Xfinity Series race. He got beat by a teammate. We're going to tell you about that uh, when we come back and have some discussion about that. And, of course, Bobby Bacardi coming up. We're going to talk more with Casey about um, what he's been doing with the eSport uh, stuff. And uh, I want to share some dirt track uh, observations, too. I had a chance to go to Lancaster Speedway in South Carolina over the weekend. So we'll talk about that on the show as well. We'll be right back.
You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute, in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Ross Chastain is an interesting segue to uh, next topic here as we welcome you back to Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, Tom Baker and Casey Kerwin, along with our producer James Mellick in the WSIC studios. Bobby McCarty is on his way and will be here for the second half of the show. Um, Want to talk about the Xfinity race real quick at Phoenix on that happened on Saturday because honestly... Um, this to me was, again, it was a race that you, you kind of thought in Kyle Busch was going to win the race, but all of a sudden Brandon Jones had a different idea. 
And I don't know about you, but when I saw Brandon Jones go by Kyle Busch to take the lead, the first thing I was thinking about is, holy crap, that was a statement move by Brandon Jones. And second of all, I'm thinking, Kyle Busch ain't going to be happy. No, yeah, he definitely, he, he seemed angry. They, they kept playing a lot of radio of how, how angry he was with his car. And then not only did he get passed by Brandon Jones, but then Harrison Burton passed him yeah. before the end, too, for yep. a second. So yep. uh, I think because it's only the three Gibbs cars, right? So yeah. he's the lowest One, finishing two, three. Gibbs yeah. car in the Xfinity race. Yeah. Who um, would have thunk it? It's inter- interesting stuff. I think Brandon Jones, honestly, uh, again, I think this was a statement win for him. I think this is a, this is a young driver that I think is last year we finally saw he went uh, almost a whole season where he – he couldn't. He was so overdrawn at the luck bank that he couldn't possibly get his account back to zero. And then last season, we started to see some flashes that started finishing races a little less bad luck. He wins a race. Um, you know, Brandon is a young driver that I believe has the ability to be in the Cup Series. Um, and to to see him come out of the box this early in the season, the first time Kyle Busch shows up in an Xfinity car and go out there and pass him. To win the race, um, that's a statement win for Brandon Jones. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge win for Brandon Jones to come in there and beat Kyle Busch uh, and then go on there and say, well, I wish there was a bounty. Yeah. <laughs> and there wasn't, but yeah. you know, he, he's, everybody's paying attention to it, and it proves it. I mean, he's running an Xfinity car, and uh, it proves that he's paying attention to it as well. But um, I don't want to be 100% on this, but I was hearing rumors a couple of years ago that he was actually looking at getting out of the car and not driving anymore. I don't know if that was true. Really? But I was hearing rumors he was looking at possibly doing that, like that was the RCR that. switch part. I had not heard that. Uh, I'm happy to see that he didn't, if that was the case. But um, Brandon certainly was um, – we'll, uh, I think we may have a phone call here. Let's try it and see if uh, this is actually somebody calling the show. Hello, you are on lead lap. <laughs> Yes, I know I'm on lead lap. I wanted to make a point, boss. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, Mr. Seelman, uh-oh. how are you, sir? Jacob Seelman, ladies and gentlemen. I thought I saw a light blink, and that's huh. why I kept looking over that way. I was like, I see a You're light blink. You're looking at the wrong place. But so I the couldn't light is see, on the phone, yes. Well, I couldn't see the uh, light because I got a flashing light over there underneath the thing. James I couldn't Mellick see it. was like a cat chasing a laser is what yeah. that was. I couldn't <laughs> find where the light was blinking. I didn't know what was blinking. I was like, I know there's something blinking over there. Okay, Jacob Seelman <laughs> from Speed Sport and also the... Uh, co-host of Thursday's Motorsports Madness. Uh, what's your point, Jacob? So I liked what you said when you used the words uh, making a statement in regards to Brandon Jones, because that's exactly what that was. That was Brandon Jones saying, this is my time, and I don't care who yeah, it is, Kyle Busch or, or anybody else. I'm going to seize the moment, and he did. We've all been saying for four years, two at RCR and now two at JGR, that it was Brandon Jones' time to step up into the spotlight, and especially this year with Bell being gone and him being the senior driver. It's go time. It's put up or shut up. And that win right there, to me, says that Brandon Jones is finally here, and Brandon Jones is ready to contend for a championship. Four races in, I'm confident enough in saying that. Well, and again, <laughs> the point was Casey Kerwin made the point that not only did Jones pass him, Harrison Burton went by him too. Um, well, yeah, And exactly. finished second. So Kyle ended up as the low man on the totem pole. Now, look, you know, again, this was a Gibbs sweep. Um, no, there was one other one behind him, uh, Riley Herbst. 
Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I, 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 I keep forgetting that there's actually yeah. a fourth. Yeah, uh, he finished. I think, fourth car. I think he right. finished like 11th. Herbs finished 10th. Uh, Riley Herbs yeah. finished 10th. He was back there a little bit. Yeah. Riley is still getting his feet under him a little yeah, bit. He's still learning. He's, he's going to be very, he's going to be just fine. He's a good shoe, but that, yeah, he was the low man of the top three here. And, and, um, I, I thought it was, you know, Harrison going by him too, was also a little bit of a statement in my mind, Jacob, because, uh-huh. you know, again, yeah. uh, we all know how hard Kyle was on him and Gilliland last year in the trucks. And, um, you know, Harrison has already put a win under his belt this year, and now he, you know, he beats Kyle out for second. So um, Harrison Burton has arrived, and uh, that was interesting. Kozlowski finishing fourth, moonlighting, and um, Justin Haley, a top five run, a good finish. Briscoe, Gregson, Sindrick, Chastain, and uh, Herbst uh, rounding out the top ten. Again, this is a very competitive Xfinity series this year, and... Um, you know, not an automatic for Kyle, as as was proven, um, you know, on, on, on Saturday. But uh, nonetheless, like you said, a statement went for Jones. And you know, I think people sometimes even, you know, they look at Brandon. He's kind of a small guy. I mean, he doesn't look, mm-hmm. you know, he still, probably still looks five years younger than he actually is. Um, you know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? That, that, but, that's the truth. And I don't think people realize how intense he is. You and I both know him pretty yeah. well. He yep. wants this as bad as anybody. And he's just had the worst luck of any driver in that series. He has. For the, yes. you know, and nope. so when he finishes, it's up front. Yeah. No, the win at Kansas was one for his confidence to say, yeah. hey, we can do this. Yep. This was a shot across the bow to everybody else. Hey, we're going to do this. And yeah. stop and consider this, too. I've not run all the numbers yet. But it's not been since the early 2000s, I think. Maybe back the Jeff Green championship season of 2000, come to think of it, maybe. Um, it, but we've had four regulars win. But we, or we've had regulars win the first four races of the season, and it just so happens that it's four different regulars win the first four races yep. of the season. You mentioned this field being as deep as it's been, and, and that is, that's no more evident than I think what we've seen so far. I want to give you one quick point and then I'll stop commandeering your show. Uh, I'll fi- we'll file this one under. I know how to make an entrance, by the way. Yeah, something to look out for, uh, not this weekend, but next weekend. I've heard some rumors through the grapevine um, of some motorhome drivers and uh, other such people in the infield that uh, have um, from some people that I've talked to, been notified that uh, they need to be out of the property at Homestead Miami Speedway Sunday night, uh, which make, leads me to believe that uh, there's the potential of some news about maybe an infield redevelopment or some upgrades going on uh, within that uh, facility coming up right after the conclusion of next weekend's uh, Dixie Vodka 400 for the Cup Series. So uh, nothing concrete yet, but I would say keep an eye out for potential news out of the Homestead Miami. Miami Speedway here in the next week or two. Interesting. Uh, you know, and it's still for me, I at least, is weird that we're already talking about going to Homestead. And I think that's one of the things that, honestly, this past Sunday, uh, yesterday, we, that mm-hmm. added another whole element because this year we end the season and crown the champion at Phoenix. So everybody yes. got to go to the track knowing that they had a chance to dial in the setup 
for um you know for the 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 season finale so um mm-hmm. you know i i thought that added an interesting element to the race and judging from what i saw and you could give us your opinion jacob but I think that short track package worked great. I can't wait to decide a champion with that package because that'll be quite a race. I was so nervous about this going in because I I knew this race was a make or break race for Phoenix, for NASCAR, for the industry across the board. If we didn't get this right, I really didn't know what to, what, you know, what to think for going back there in November but and and I can say this because I got a chance last night after I got home from uh, the Shamrock Classic into Coin. Finally, I got a chance to go back and actually watch the broadcast from start to finish of that race, and thoroughly entertaining. There was passing; people could yeah. move around. Yep. You didn't get stalled out. There were comers. There were goers. It was everything I would want to see from the race and from the cars. When we come back in November to crown a champion, I think there was an absolute grand slam home run yep. hit on fixing this package for the short track. The drivers said it. The media said it. The industry people said it. Everybody being in agreement never happens in NASCAR, but I think we were all in agreement that everything they did over the offseason to get this right for the shorter tracks um, was, went in the right direction and is going to make for what I think will be a fantastic championship weekend for the cup series and and championship finale when they get back there the second week in november yeah should be a lot of fun for sure uh all right well um you know it's it's definitely been an interesting uh it was an interesting race getting back to the xfinity deal because while you're with us i want to get uh your two cents we had a little bit of pushing and shoving after the race uh Dylan Bassett, I think we can safely give him his spark plug nickname back. Uh, yeah, he, he had yeah, a little, we can. He, <laughs> he, he had a little disagreement uh, with Brandon Brown after the race and uh, went in and, and, um, and, and I guess pulled a Michael Waltrip and uh, threw a couple shots at Brandon in the race car. Um, what was that line that Mike had on Dale Jr.'s show? Sissy Mike from Kentucky. Um, yeah. Actually throwing a couple of punches. Uh, well, this was, uh, this, this was uh, Dylan from Winston-Salem um, throwing a couple of punches. And uh, I'm not really too sure what all of it was about. I didn't see the whole thing. But, um, you know, certainly Dylan was a little upset. I think it uh, Brandon Brown getting into him. But from what I understand, Brandon just lost the car it wasn't as if he did anything on purpose uh yeah well you know. I- exactly and my and my two cents on this and and i love love dylan and ryan's death I, I and there's nobody in that garage area that works any harder that busts their butt Agreed. to do more with less than what those two boys do on a week-to-week basis whenever they can drive those dgm racing cars however that was absolutely every bit of a racing deal, and I hope that Dylan got a chance to actually go back, watch the replay, and understand that there was that there was no malicious yeah, intent there. Exactly. The car just stepped out on Brandon. He washed up to into Dylan, and they ended up in the wall. I mean, things happen in racing, and I you know I get that those two are on a shoestring budget and, and they do all the work on those race cars when they come to the track and, and drive them. They do all the work out of their shop at home to get those cars yep. prepped and ready. So I recognize there's a lot of personal pride on the line for both of them anytime they set foot in the Xfinity Series. But that was just 
you know, it, it was just a wrong place, wrong time, hard racing type of a deal. It and was. I was, you know, in that respect, I was a little disappointed to see the two of them kind of jump to the going and, and shoving and fisticuffs yeah. sort of a thing. I, I would, I really think it would have been better served for both of them to take a minute, you know, let cooler heads prevail, get a look at it and understand that there, you know, there was no intent. It's not like Brandon Brown set out to, to take, you know, take their car out. Just one of those deals where I really think cooler heads probably should have prevailed yes. and just didn't in this case. Yep. I think uh, one of the things that probably didn't help the situation was the fact that Dylan was running top five times at the end of that race. He was really, yeah. really fast. Yeah. So I think he was just disappointed uh, in the moment at, that um, it ended that way. But uh, Jacob, we appreciate you calling in. We'll look forward to talking to you Thursday night uh, on Motorsports Band. This got a couple of uh, guests from the open wheel world. Who's on real quick? Um, yeah, looking forward to that. i actually been going back and forth with both of them today. Tanner Thorson, winner from the uh, Shamrock Classic up in DuCoin, going to join us, as well as another top five finisher from that race. Uh, moved from Anaheim, California, out to Indianapolis, and is chasing the full USAC series this year, uh, Robert Dalby. So both Thorson and Dalby going to be joining us on Thursday's Madness show. Really excited about that. Obviously, Tanner's been a, a huge story coming back from his um, injuries that he had in the in the highway accident last March. And, and Robert's just been impressive so far this year. Getting a top five in your third race out against the National Tour, you know, certainly a really strong run for a small team in his regard. Absolutely. That's Jacob Seelman from Speed Sport and Sprint Car Midget Doc. Um, and uh, he'll be with us on Thursday for Motorsports Madness at 7 Eastern right here from the WSIC studio. We will all be right back with more of this show right around the turn. Stick around. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Olero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. 
You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Hey, by the way, if you need a trailer, it doesn't even matter if it's for motorsports. It can you it maybe it, you you you're a horse uh, jumper or whatever, and you need uh, to 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 carry horses around. Uh, you know, you're just looking for something for a utility trailer. It doesn't matter. the The more custom you need the trailer, the more good reason there is to call Chris Hedinger and his staff at Victory Custom Trailers. They're based out of Michigan. Don't worry about it. They will deliver anywhere in the United States. It does not matter. And they make some kick butt trailers. Uh, I, I saw one of their custom trailers last year, was in one with a race team that I was working with. Um, they are just beautiful pieces of craftsmanship. Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website. All you need to do is go look and, and check out what they've got. If you don't see what you need, call them or reach out to them through their website or through their Facebook or social media, and they will respond to you and they will do everything they can to make what you need and make it right. They have a number of different top brands to choose from. Victory Custom Trailers is the only place to get your new trailer. So just go check it out and uh, uh, tell them that uh, we sent you, the folks at Race Chaser Media, victorycustomtrailers.com. We appreciate them being a part of our Race Chaser family. We'll tell you about a couple of other uh, members of that family a little later on. We turn our attention, however, to our first special guest of the evening who's been with us since the show began tonight, Casey Kerwin. Casey is 20 years old, and I met Casey... Uh, while he was working for Jordan Stillwell and Stillwell Racing, they are an arrive and drive team for Legends and Bandoleros in this area. They do a great job. They have a lot of really uh, talented young racers and nice families that they work with. Casey is, he was always known as uh, basically Casey the Tire Man. Yes. Um, and that was his specialty. And he was really good at it. Well, he also did some racing of his own. And he's now back to racing kind of, but without the race car and all the expense of tearing it up. Um, so Casey, a part of uh, Denny Hamlin's team in the uh, E-NASCAR 
Coca-Cola iRacing Series. I got it that got time. It. See, you can teach an old dog new tricks. Um, Casey, talk about how, how in the world do you get picked for something like that? What's the process like? Yeah, so um, basically there's a whole qualification process. Uh, for me, it was a little bit different when I made it. There's uh, the Pro Series. Uh, so back this up a little bit. So on iRacing, everyone has licenses. So you yep. started with like a rookie license go up to like class A is the highest you can get to to a certain point. And yep. then uh, you run these certain series and you have to finish high enough. Um, like for when, it, when I made it in, uh, it was the pro series, which we were running the cup cars and uh, the top 10 in points uh, graduated into the, it's the driver world championship, which is what the, the Coke series is now. So um, back then it was sponsored by peak, but the yep. uh, peak antifreeze. Yes. So we, uh, so yeah, I made it in, uh, I finished second in points in the Pro Series in 2017, winner of 17 and 18, uh, and then got into uh, the series for 2018. And then, uh, <clears throat> so the series ran in 2018. We're all kind of running our own teams, just doing our thing. And then 2019, um, a bunch of real-life teams came in, like Gibbs and uh, Clint Boyer got a team and a bunch of other people like that, and uh, they did a draft. And uh, I was drafted by Clint Boyer last year. So I raced for Clint, <laughs> which is great. And uh, raced for him last year. And then, uh, uh, so 10 teams came in in 2019, uh, which brought, uh, so 20, it, each team got to draft two drivers. So 20 out of the 40 were drafted, and the other 20 were left as independents. Um, and then another five teams, I think, throughout the year came in and would pick up a few few more. Um, and then in the off offseason, uh, five more came in with Denny, uh, Larson got a team as well, William Byron, Stuart Oss Racing, uh, and then a virtual racing school, which is like a sim racing type company yep. um and then so that's full 20 teams each team gets two drivers um and then we went into a free agency process um where all the teams got in contact with whoever they wanted and then uh long story short i ended up with denny so well was, how uh, did what what explain clint boyer drafted you yep so how did you get from clint boyer to Denny, was this like an expansion draft like we'd see in football? We get a new football team and they each get to nah, so when, pick from a... I mean, yes. How does that work? So it just went to full free agency. Everyone was a free agent at the end of oh, the year. Oh, I see. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. all of you were basically... All 40 drivers were free agents, and then the teams just contacted people. And well, Clint got screwed. Because <laughs> <laughs> you ended up going over to Denny. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, it was it was cool. And, and Denny's way into it. So, like, through all the discussions and everything, it was all with Denny. And, yeah, I um, mean, you look at your jacket. You got the logo on, yes. on the one side. And, now, this is a basketball player. Yes. Is it not? It's Michael Jordan, Jordan logo. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes, yes, right. yes. I didn't yeah. recognize that. Okay. Yeah, so... That explains uh, it because Denny and Michael are... Yeah, so... Yeah. And and, okay. and Jordan is the team sponsor for our cars, so... Oh! Yes, yes, yes. I see. So, like, for me, myself, uh, I run the Jordan 23 car. So... And then... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought, you were, I thought you were done, but no, I was good. just going to ask... Um, I'll have to see it off camera because I don't know if we'll be able to show it on camera. Do you have a picture of the car? Because I remember one time... Um, Denny actually raced a truck with Jordan, yeah. the Jordan brand logo on it, a KBM, and it was kind of like a leather snakeskin looking thing. Uh, Maybe you can hold it up was to different. the camera. One of the yeah, that's completely different than the one that uh, Denny ran. I okay, yeah. to turn here. Yeah, I'll hold it up. Maybe here. you can. Maybe you can. I don't know if we can. Um... There you go. There you go. Yeah, 
There you go. Yeah, that's the car that uh, it's the car Thank that you. Casey yeah. races. Yep. I was just um, curious if it looked the same as the one Denny ran. Cause yeah, it still has some of that uh, it, the elephant print that's on it. Yeah, the elephant print. That yeah. was it. I couldn't think. It looked like it was. I knew it was a skin of some yeah, sort. Yeah. I just didn't know if it had the same look that what he raced. Now you're you're 20. Yes. You actually got started racing in a seat. Yes. Talk about how you got into racing in the first place. How did you get interested? Yeah, so basically none, none of my family raced, but uh, my dad was always way into it. Um, and I, just from a little kid, like from the time I remember, I always watched NASCAR. Uh, we were way into it. And from, I think it was like 2006, 2007, some of that, we would start going to summer shootout races and all that kind of stuff in the stands. And then uh, long story short, uh, when I got to middle school, I ended up in middle school with Carson Ferguson, which, uh, uh, yes. Who finished second on Saturday at Lancaster, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, I didn't know great that. Great late model race. Yes, yep. yes. Sure so I, I met yep. Carson, and uh, yes, we, we just came real good, became real good friends. And, uh, and then he, was just, uh, he just won the Bandit National Championship in okay. 2011, and he was helping sell someone's car, a Bando, so he was running in winter heat, and since we became friends, I went to like all the winter heat races. And then, long story short, my dad bought that car, and then oh wow! And then I ended up started, and I started racing, and then that didn't last very long. But it was uh, it was it was a lot different than uh, expected. <laughs> I've got to ask why did it last? What so happened? I uh, I have I like to say I have trust issues with other people. I can't like. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like I didn't get my driver's license until I was nineteen. Really? Because I just I feel like everyone's just gonna run into me. So, wow. that, that, that's long story short what it is, pretty much. Well, a you, big fear factor. You don't seem to have that problem on the sim. No, because it doesn't hurt, doesn't cost money if you're right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's interesting, okay. So, so being a driver wasn't going to be your thing, but uh, you got into working on him and yep. got pretty astute at doing all of that. Talk a little bit about how you kind of got hooked up with uh, Jordan. Yeah, so I, uh, I still loved being there. I still love racing, so... I, uh, so I, I wanted to see him, thankfully, just through the people I met, um, uh, they, they hooked me up with Jordan and Walter and I started working with them and work, that was 2014. I worked with them for five, six years wow. up until now with all the sim racing stuff taking off. I've had to They're take a people. step back from that. Yeah, they are really great. So, but I still, uh, still want to go hang out and watch every now and then. So interesting. And so now you're doing the, the sim thing. Talk about, cause this is your primary, this is what you do. Yes. I mean, this isn't. You know, I think people have this idea that sim racing is, hey, you want to get on and race? I mean, it's this, there is as much testing and as much preparation and all of that that goes into making these cars the way that you need them for a race as there is the real deal. You're just not working on a real car. Talk about what a day in the life is like and, and what kind of, you know, what's the schedule and how much time do you spend actually doing this with your teammates? Yeah. So normally for me, uh, we have, so we normally have group, we have a group of people, like some people are really smart. They can set up their own cars and do all that. I'm not quite the smartest at that because they, we run all, they'll run all the same telemetry, get the cars off sure. the ground, all that stuff. Yeah. So we have a group of, a group of people that I work with. Uh, it's me and about eight other drivers in the series. We all work with the same guys and, uh, we just will test, you know, I probably combined, like 60 hours if you combine everyone um for in a two-week span for races and that's the thing like we're we're not limited to two 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 and a half hours of practice so we'll sit there anywhere you want we can test anytime we want anytime of day all that kind of stuff so um yeah so that for that reason we have the tools we're going to use them and we're going to test as much as we can to be as fast as we can so okay so people people 
don't realize how close this is to the real, real thing. Now, and when I say that, I mean, again, people think of it as a video game. And you get on, you just, you know. Yeah. And the, it it's way more than that. It, this is actual simulation. Um, and you really have to understand the setups and the craft and the tracks and all of that, just like you would if you were sitting in the seat, right? I mean, you know, can you dispel some myths for people about how easy this is? Yeah, I mean, every every track is laser scanned. Every car is laser scanned to be as perfect as possible. So if there's a bump in one and two at Atlanta, you're going to hit the exact same bump. You're going to have to find a way to get around it. The the tracks change where you run the bottom, it's going to rubber and get real hot. You're going to have to move around and find more grip, all that kind of stuff. Uh, with the dynamic sky, if the cloud comes over, all of a sudden you gain grip. you got to start figuring out where, where the grip is. If there's a cloud in half the track, then you'll move up to where the... The, the the cloud is the shade is and go and find more grip there it's just everything almost to a t of course everything's not perfect but the closest thing you can get the real life to the general public and we all that's what we do so we're gonna step aside but when we come back we got more questions for casey and if you've got a question you want to ask feel free to give us a call 704-873-1400 is the number if you'd like to call 704-873-1400 i knew uh talked to somebody over the weekend said you know what I, I have questions sometimes but i just like to sit and listen it's like okay no problem but if you want to call phone lines are there we'll be back with more of the show right after this Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. 
This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Jesse Love bringing us back. Jesse actually was having a good run in the ARCA uh, showdown, or Sioux, Sioux Chief showdown race uh, at Phoenix over the weekend. It was in the top eight and uh, ended up getting taken out. But um, running for Bill McAnally this year, I think Jesse will do well in the ARCA West starts. He's also running part-time for Keith Coons, and uh, he's got the sprint car. He's running a handful of times with, uh, I think, as well this year. So um, Jesse going to be... One of those drivers who's going to be a very busy boy uh, again this summer as he was last year. Back with more of Legal Lap here. I'm Tom Baker. Casey Kerwin is with us in our studio at WSIC in Statesville, North Carolina. Casey is the driver for Denny Hamlin in the um, E-NASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series. And he is um, definitely... A driver to watch, I think, in this series. So far, uh, he has talked to us a little bit about how similar this is to the real, uh, real thing. Except you're just not sitting in a real seat, and it's a whole lot cheaper if you crash. Yes, yeah. <laughs> just hit the reset button, and you have another car. Yeah, but you don't get to do that during the middle of the race. Though. No, 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 no. I don't let you do that. Um, okay, so let's talk about the racing for a little bit. You've had the start of your season, just like yep. um, NASCAR has. Uh, how is your season going on the esports side of things? So we've done the first two races. So we do normally we alternate like we'll do every other race of the NASCAR schedule for the most part. So it's an eighteen so race or so. It's series? up to twenty now. Twenty races. Yeah. Okay. So um, we did Daytona to start, obviously, and then uh, we didn't do Vegas, but we did uh, a Fontana. So uh, Daytona. Fontana or Auto Club. Auto Club, yes. Okay, which yeah, is yeah, yes, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So anyway. we, uh, so we, uh, uh, Daytona was. Kind of iffy for me. I finished twenty second, but it was kind of Daytona can be somewhat of a crapshoot. But the uh, but my teammate Keegan won for Denny, so we nice. knocked it off one uh, one for Denny right off the bat, which is good. And then uh, and then the next race was Auto Club. I think I remember Denny won the real thing too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> um, pretty good deal. He won two Daytona five hundreds the same year. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, yes, yeah, so then we did uh, went to Auto Club and uh, qualified seventh and got up to the front. And was running, led a, led a couple laps at the beginning, and was running like third. And on the first green flag pit stop, I uh, slid through my box. Oh! And then uh, I hate it when that happens. And then uh, so I lost a bunch of time. And we're so close on top of each other that I was already going to come out in like twentieth because of that. And then I kind of pitted early. So then the people that came out behind me were on fresher tires already and were already on top of me. So then I fell back to like I was like twenty seventh or wow. something. And then, uh, then we thankfully I got a yellow with about forty to go, and just went complete full send, and somehow, some way, drove all the way back to the lead, 
Wow, from 27th? Uh, well, okay, that's that. Uh, it was more like 20th because we did one lap. Either way, there, there was a wreck, missed it, gained like five spots that way, and then restarted like 20th, wow. and then drove to the front. So got to the lead somehow, but then I absolutely burnt my stuff off doing that, which kind of makes sense. Yep. But I needed to go, so I got up there and then just fell back to about fourth, and then uh, with like three to go, just got hung out just one more time by a couple train of cars and fell to seventh by the end of it. But from being 27th, if it would have stayed green, I probably would have finished about back there. I, would, I took it, so That's it was a good result. Good. And yeah. I got that camera on right over there by you guys. Yeah. And from the angle that it points at Casey over here, he's got the hand gestures just like the drivers <laughs> do. So anybody that's watching on TV, he's got the hand gestures going on with the cars looking like they're inside and loose. And everybody was watching that, seeing that he may just be an esports guy, but he's still got the same hand gestures as all the other drivers but do. But it's the same It's the same thing. It yeah. is. It's the same I mean, thing. It, the, the, I try to explain to people that it is everything that actually driving a cup car is without the physical experience or the physical car. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think that's really the key here is that it, you know, it's, it's the, the mentality, the approach, the passion, the training, it's all the same. Yeah. The only, and then the only thing too is like fear. Like, you know, if we're going to make a four wide move or not, a, there's not a potential to get well, hurt if you wreck. <laughs> and that may be a, <laughs> Drawback, unfortunately, <laughs> to the you know, I think people get a little too brave. Sometimes. Yeah, we can be sometimes. You know? Yeah, and it's kind of like if you're going to, you know, if, if, if my my way of looking at it is, if you're going to do this, you should be thinking as if that car is real. Yes, and you don't want to crash the other cars, and you don't want to crash your car. Um, you know, it's it's I I I think there are, it's a small group, I believe. Um, but there are those folks who just get on there and just think they're Superman and they don't really care because yeah. again, as you say, there's no loss of limb or money or yeah. you no know, concussions or whatever, you know? Um, so, but it's, it, it's an incredible thing that NASCAR's done, I think. And, and I'm, I'm definitely um, in the camp of the opinion that this is a good thing for the sport because number one, we've already seen with William Byron, you can make, you can transfer and do well. I think we'll see more of this going forward. Um, and I think it opens it up to a market that NASCAR has struggled to reach. Yeah, it's it's big for, you know, everyone, uh, even a bunch of like NFL, all of them, they all have they'll have esports leagues too. Yeah. And you, know, you can just draw yeah. to a younger crowd, um, you know, and then like we were talking about earlier, if like someone young like sees the simulation, gets on a dude to see, see how difficult it is. Difficult as in real life gets a better appreciation for it as well. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, because again, I think a lot of the young people, there isn't the interest in cars in general that there was when, you know, I was young, even James was young. Um, you know, there's not as many young people, young males especially, who are interested in working on cars. Yeah. Um, because they don't grow up working on cars. Somewhere in the last 20 years, it's swapped from. Parents buying their 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 son um, a fixer upper for the first car to let's go buy a brand new thirty thousand dollar piece and hand it to them. Um, so and and we've taken shop class out of a lot of the high schools, so you never get to learn the mechanical side of it, and and so that's changed. I think the interest in the sport, but um, so the simulation gives them an opportunity to see that it isn't just a video game. You really do have to have a lot of knowledge. And once you get all that knowledge, it's the same knowledge you need to get in a race car. No, you are not transferring from 
the seat of a sim directly into a cup car. You still have to you know learn how to do it from the bottom up, but but it's been proven, and cup drivers will tell you that it can it it's 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 a skill unto itself. In other words, not all NASCAR Cup guys are good sim racers, right? Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. And not all sim racers would be good in the seat. Right. But it is possible to transfer. And I think this just opens up a whole other, um, you know, situation for our sport to get a lot of exposure it wouldn't otherwise get. Do we now, with the um, drivers getting a chance, do we see possibly a chance maybe uh, a crew chief coming out of this? Seeing that they learn the way the cars work and they're able to do their own testing and tuning and figuring it Casey's out. Casey's nodding over um, yeah, on so, that. Do you see that? Yeah. So there was a there's a guy named uh, Brandon Hastings. He uh, he did a lot of uh, tire. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. He did a he was a tire guy for Penske, and I know he got a couple of opportunities to do some engineering stuff for a couple of Xfinity cars, and he like basically all he's ever done engineering stuff for is iRacing. But then, uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. They're insanely smart people that would set up our cars. So yeah, I mean, again, it's it's. You know, a lot of this is transferable. It opens up um, announcers, for example, who announce on the sim. In fact, we had Jacob Suman on a while ago. Jacob is doing the, I think he's doing the esports, isn't he? Or is he doing, no, he's doing, uh, um, it's a different league, but he, he's doing yeah, yeah. back to doing it. Um, but Jacob does do it. And, and uh, we've, we've had a couple of uh, announcers that have transferred now to the, to the real thing at different levels, whether it's a local track or a series or whatever. Um, so there are different positions on the sim, just like there are, you know, in, in the real sport where you can gain experience and then go in and find work in the sport at, you know, at the actual physical level. Yeah. And even like my spotter who spots for me, he, uh, yeah. So my spotter that spots for me, he, uh, I mean, he started spotting in real life before he started spotting me, but, um, like lately I put out a tweet from, uh, a part of the race where I was like four wide and like he was spotting, calling everything. Yeah. And I put a video of it on Twitter and like, uh, Dale Jr. People like that retweeted it and commented how good it was. Um, and he was like, he spotted for Majeski down in New Smyrna and all that wow. stuff. So, yeah. you know, even, even spotters, stuff like that. Well, see, that's the key. And, and so a lot of, a lot of knowledge can be gained, uh, and skill on that SIM that you can transfer to the, um, the real deal. And it's, it's just been an interesting, um, phenomena for me to watch because I mean, I still remember when Pong came out. Um, that was, I was so excited when I was a kid. I don't even know. I may, might've been 12 or something, 10 or 11 or 12 to get my first Pong set. Um, and gosh, I think I wore out the controllers on that thing. Um, you know, and, and here we are now to the point where we're, you know, we, we've come this far. And not only are you doing this, but you're on TV for crying out loud. Talk about that. Yeah. So last year, um, big part of this is because Parker Kligerman and Jeff Burton, they have a team together. Dale Jr. has a team. Steve Letarte got a team. A um, bunch of guys from NBC got a team. And uh, so last year we did a couple of exhibition races uh, just kind of like to show off other things that iRacing can do, like we can run, we did a cup car race at Iowa, see how cup cars race at Iowa. Uh, we did, then we did one at Rockingham as well. And we did those live on NBCSN during their NASCAR America hour. Um, and then they, that did well enough. And then they, uh, they did the season finale for last year, um, for who, when they crowned the champion, um, which was a great race, foot like side by side between the two guys for the championship of the line. So that was good. And, uh, and then, yeah. And then this year, uh, they were doing more. We got the final six races, for us, and uh, four out of the six of those are playoff races, but the final six races, back to back to back, 
are going to be on NBCSN. So it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. it's it's just an incredible thing that's developed, and you know, I love seeing it because it gives opportunities for guys like you, um, who don't. You know, of course, in your case, obviously, some of it was other. We'll call it other, but uh, your your trust issues, so to yes, speak. Yes. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, drivers who don't maybe have the money to 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 get to that level in the real real thing in the seat can do it um, on the sim, and uh, it's another avenue for folks to continue to be involved as race drivers and be professional in a different way. And I I think it's pretty darn cool. We got more to talk about with. Uh, with Casey, we got Bobby McCarty coming up in the second hour as well. Stick around because Lead Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailer, continues right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. 
Continuing to look impressive in the truck series. He hadn't had the results to show for how well he's run so far this year with his new uh, GMS team. And uh, I'm really looking for big things out of Tyler as the season goes on in the truck series. Welcome back to Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website. Please go check them out. Uh, If you need a trailer of any type for any reason, Give them a call and they will fix you right up. The more custom you want it, the more they excel. And their craftsmanship and their service is their uh, finest uh, asset, if you will. So uh, VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Chris Hedinger and his staff doing a great job. We're going to hear from Chris uh, on one of our April shows. and Also hear from his young daughter, Katie, who is... um, Uh, running a late model herself this year and working her way up the ranks. So we're going to hear from her next month as well. Tom Baker in the WSIC studio. Casey Kerwin is next to me. James Mellick is behind the big board, keeping us on the air, audio and video. And over in the sealman seat tonight is uh, none other than Bobby Mack himself. Bobby McCarty back on the program Um, from the Cars Tour. Bobby just started the season with a 10th place finish. Um, I know that is not, sir, where you would have liked to have finished to start the season. Seems like, uh, might've not been the outing you would have liked to have had, uh, at, uh, Southern National Motorsports Park. No, uh, you know, you kind of got to take it in stride. You know how racing is. So, uh, you know, the first race of the year we went out and won, um, and the second race of the year, we didn't have anything go our way, not one thing. So, uh. Racing is a very humbling sport, it um, is. to put it nicely. So uh, sometimes you just got to lick your wounds and, and move on to the next race. That's what we're going to do. Um, so next race is Hickory. Right. On the 21st, I believe it is. Yep. Um, Saturday, the 21st, Hickory Motor Speedway, the Race Face Telmed 300. Um, your portion, 150 laps, of course. Uh I, I you've run Hickory a bunch of times. Talk about the difference between Southern National and Hickory because it's kind of like night and day, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, Hickory. I, Hickory, I like to say, has a lot more character. Yeah, um, you got a lot more, a lot more ridges, ruts. Uh, corners are different. Tracks very abrasive. Um, it's really, it's really cool to race there. I, I love racing at Hickory. We've uh, we've had really good luck here, and um, you know, we just. We're working on some new stuff. We built a new car. Um, oh. Last weekend was the first race on the, the new car. So uh, we still got some kinks we need to work out. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Hickory is a, a track we like to go to. We've won there before, so we got good data. So um, we're just going to roll our sleeves up and go to work. What uh, type of chassis are you running currently? It is a RNS chassis. Um, it's actually a new company that Marcus Richmond and Steve Stalin started. Oh, okay, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yep. We're really excited about that, having Marcus back. Uh, out of Virginia? Uh, West so Virginia? The chassis shop is in Virginia, uh, right there at South Boston, yeah. pretty okay. much. And okay. then uh, was... the chassis set up body shops uh, here in Mooresville, I believe. Oh, so, okay. So uh, it's two shops. Um, it's a pretty cool deal. And like I said, just having Marcus back to where he can focus more solely on the, the late model stuff. And, um, you know, it's a big positive for us. It helps us out a lot. Marcus is a good guy to uh, bounce ideas off of and – uh he's a really good driver coach at the same time you know he he don't pull no punches if you uh if you mess up he's going to tell you and and as a driver that's stuff you need to hear you know so uh real glad to have him back with us full time and um 
just got to go chase trophies pretty much now um your how, how what's you've been racing late models now for how long uh 10 years 12 years seven seven, seven years yes okay sir. okay i was thinking it was longer <clears throat> than that um and you've seen quite an evolution of that division even the bodies now um are are just really really sleek and aerodynamic what do you think of the newer style bodies like ar has got and five star has got what do you think of all that i think it's really cool you know um we've ran the same bodies now for i'm wanting to say about 15 years or so uh they haven't really come out with the new bodies since early 2000s like while, 01, yeah. 02. so yeah. um it's it's been time for a change you know this is definitely something that's needed to come along and uh, you know, we, the cars look more like what you see racing on Sundays. Um, that's another positive. It, yep. it gives the fans just a new look. You know, they see something different um, compared to what they've seen for the last 15 or, or so years. So um, it's, it's really cool to be driving, you know, with a new body. Haven't really, in my opinion, we haven't been anywhere that's fast enough yet. I think when we go somewhere like uh, Dominion Raceway um, up in Fredericksburg, uh, you, you carry about 120, 125 miles an hour off into three there. Really? So, yes, sir. Wow. Um, it's a, it's a very fast racetrack. It's got a ton of grip. Um, so I think that's somewhere, even with the old body, if somebody tucked in tight on your right rear, you could feel it pulling the air off the, the right side of the car. Yes, sir. So I think that's somewhere we'll see a difference with the downforce. Um, and then obviously Martinsville, you know, the bigger tracks like that. So uh, I just, in my opinion, we haven't been anywhere that's had enough grip. You know, Kinley has a lot of banking, but it's abrasive at the same time. So right. um, I think we haven't really seen the true side of it yet until we get to those those faster race track with uh with a bunch of downforce it's an interesting uh it i i just think i think the look is it, it just changes the whole dynamic of what a late model is from a fan's point of view in my opinion with those new bodies on it right yeah it's uh it's different and they're, they're, they're really cool um i just like the look they're a lot square yeah. Yeah. uh they're not as round as the the older bodies um and again, it's it's something exciting and new, you know. So, uh, just makes the fans more excited. It makes me excited every time I look at the car yeah. before I get in it. So, yeah. uh, you know, it makes everybody excited. And you know, for for short track racing, that's that's stuff that yeah. we need. You know, it's just a visual difference, but it it really, uh, as a fan, I think it just changes the way you you know you view the race. Um, by the way, Taylor Gray getting the win uh, in that car's late model stock event on Saturday. Deke McCaskill finishing second. Connor Mozak. Uh, first time in a cars race with Junior Motorsports beats his teammate Josh Berry. Connor gets third, Josh fourth, Lane Riggs fifth, Mike Darn, Ronald Hill, Jonathan Figley. So, let's try that one again. Findley and uh, Jonathan Schaefer through ninth, and then Bobby McCarty, uh, who is with us, tenth, and um, Jonathan Schaefer, your new teammate for this year. This is a 14 year old kid out of Ashland, Ohio, and he's going to be on one of our upcoming shows. Um, he he started like 28th 29th ended up ninth it was a nice run for him yeah it was uh jonathan is another kid kind of like sammy smith he's uh yeah. he, he asks a ton of questions uh he listens really well um this was the first weekend we got to work together at the racetrack so uh learning curve for for both of us you know we we had to to get on the same level of a conversation and and understand each other better but you know for our first outing as a team you know he was he got a little frustrated Friday, but like I told him, man, you're running the car store in late model stock, and in my opinion, that's the best of the best right now. So um, to come out first race of the year with a, a, a decent top 10 finish, you know, that's nothing to hang your head about. And uh, he ran a really smart race. I was really proud, proud of the race that he ran. So 
Definitely, definitely looking for big things out of this kid. He's uh, he's going to go somewhere for sure. Well, he's you know he he appears to be a kid with a very um, big brain, and that's you know that I I tell everybody all the time that that I don't believe there's any such thing as natural ability to drive a race car. I don't think God built that into anybody. I think there are certain personal characteristics, and the first one is you have to be very intelligent because there's so much to learn. And even Casey, I'm sure, could back this up from the sim side of things because it's all the same knowledge that you have to have in order to be successful. And I think Jonathan, he, I, I had a chance to go back and forth with him on Instagram earlier today. Just seems like a very smart kid and a very, very polite and respectful kid too. And you love to see yep. that humility is sometimes in short supply today, yep. not just in racing, but in general, it's always good to see somebody like Casey or, or Jonathan who is, you know, who has that, that, that humility and is just grateful to be able to, to do what they're doing. Oh yeah. You know, and, and again, the, the kid come in and he, he instantly wanted to learn. He wanted to understand yeah. and, uh, you know, a lot of us, I feel, take it for granted. You know, you just sometimes think you know and you just don't ask, you know, and most of the time that ends up, you know, biting you. But uh, this kid just come in, started asking questions. What do I need to do? What do I need to expect? You know, and um, it showed in the race. You know, he yeah. took all that knowledge in and he, and he listened and uh, he come out pretty strong there. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what the rest of the year holds for him. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. He's uh, he's definitely got a big season plan between the Cars Tour with you guys, and uh, then also he's going to be doing um, some races for Keith Coons yep. in a midget, uh, and <laughs> that's that's uh, that's another whole world of uh, heavy competitive environment there. So um, this is going to be a uh, big learning year for young Jonathan. So uh, happy to. Uh, happy to see that he did so well. The main thing is, is he showed that he could keep the, all four tires and fenders right. on it. And that's, again, coming into the Cars <clears throat> Tour, that can be hard to do as a rookie at that age, especially in your first few races. That's that's the toughest thing to learn is you got to finish before you can win races. And, uh, you know, again, the kid listened. You know, uh, I'm sure you remember Tony Arnold from, oh, from yeah. the go-kart days. He yep. was uh, he's spotting for him. And, oh, no kidding. Yes, sir. So uh, okay. it's crazy how all this goes full circle. You know it sure what? does. Uh, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Bobby <laughs> Mack and I go back to when he was a junior <laughs> in go-karts. I was, he was a little Bobby Mack. What was I was 9 or 10 when we first met, something yeah. like that. It's been a long time. He grew up and I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, the first year we won the Car Store Championship, Tony was a guy who actually spotted me the whole season. That's funny. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how everything kind of. No idea. You move up through the ranks, but you still wind up with the same people. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is that is cool. And, of course, you know, you got hooked up. Uh, a little while back with uh, the, the, the autos by Nelson. My brain wants to say Nelson's by auto. There's something really wrong there. I don't know what, but I caught it. Okay, it's autos by Nelson. Um, talk about how you got hooked up with those guys because they are just a class act as a team. Yeah, you know, uh, my dad and I ran our own late model stock for a while and um, we started getting uh, Timothy to help us some and um, he had Timothy to Peters. Yep. Those um, don't know. He had obligations to the final four uh, for the truck series and they didn't want to run in Martinsville in the late model race and they had built a car and they, they needed a driver and they shot me a call and, and things just progressed wow. from there. You know, it's it one of those one of those opportunities that you gotta, you know, step up to the plate and, and I was fortunate enough to do that and things just went from there, you know, so uh just gotta count your blessings. 
We've got more with both Bobby McCarty and Casey Kerwin coming up as we continue with Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll be back right after these words. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. It's Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers, victorycustomtrailers.com. Tom Baker, along with uh, Casey Kerwin and uh, Red, James Mellick. And now we have Bobby McCarty uh, has joined us in the studio as well. And we're just uh, talking racing, talking late models, talking sim, talking NASCAR, a little bit of everything. I should mention I went to Lancaster or Lancaster, as they pronounce it here in the South, down in Lancaster, South Carolina. It was a dirt track race on Saturday night and uh, saw some great racing. Carolina Clash 
was there along with uh, the um, the uh, uh, crate late models, and they had uh, the Renegades there as well, and the Extreme Fours who put on absolutely the best racing of the night. Uh, really, really, uh, boy, Zach Mitchell, they call him Kid Quick, picked up the win in the Carolina Clash, and he was almost a full second faster per lap than the second place car almost the entire race he won by about 12 seconds it was i've never seen once he got the lead he was gone but they put on a good show behind him um did a great job and uh great to see him get the win downtown michael brown won the uh crate weight model both nights uh there at lancaster over the weekend carson ferguson who uh sold casey his first and only race car uh <laughs> back in the day uh finished in second in that one and um boy some great racing all the way around um really had a good time at lancaster if you're down in the uh area uh charlotte area south carolina area anywhere in the uh the area where you can hear the show in the lake norman area and you want to do something fun on a saturday night and see a good dirt track uh race go down to uh, lancaster speedway that was a lot of fun and we'll definitely be back during the year, we're going to do much more coverage of the local tracks this year. So that was kind of our first uh, go around at that. And of course, so the Cars Tour is a part of that. They do run mostly here in the Carolinas region. And um, so we've got Bobby in and uh, Casey, a local driver who's running on the Sims side of things. So we've been talking uh, with him as well on the show. Bobby, um, you've got a, obviously a full season plan for the Cars Tour again this year. What else are you going to be doing? Do you have plans to do any other racing other than the Cars Tour or what? Uh, so now Cars Tour and uh, the Triple Crown. Um, that's another big deal that, that goes on. It's a, a NASCAR hosted kind of series. It's, it's three races, uh, South Boston, Langley, and, and Martinsville. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, they do a, a payout. It's, it used to pay 10000 It's like a points deal. Um, okay. So they, they do a payout of it was ten grand. Now they split up, you know, between first, second, and third. So uh, it's really tough deal. You know, those are the three big money races throughout the season, and um, you get a lot of lot of good competition that show up to those races. And then they're really long races. They're not your normal 125, right. 150 lap races. They're 200 laps, and you know, Martinsville for us is 300, isn't it? It's, it's 200 with the heat races. Um, and that's where they get the 300 with all the heat races. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I forgot to include that. Man. And that's just one of those tracks. You know, it's straightaways are really long um the the loads on the front are way higher than anywhere else we go because we're so hard on the brakes and we're carrying a ton of speed so um that's a very physical track on on the drivers and the cars so uh martinsville is one of those races where you gotta it's like daytona you know you gotta have all your stuff together and uh most of the time you need more luck than anything i've seen i've seen cars that should have finished 20th almost win the race you know just because of the the type of race that it is so um, you know, and, and again, with the car store and the, the triple crown, you just, you can't have anything go wrong. If you want to win one of those races, everything's got to go right. You know, if one thing's out of place, that's, that's the difference between winning, you know, winning the race and finishing fifth, you know, and that's, that's tough. Well, and the cars tour is so competitive now, um, uh, really on both sides, we didn't get a chance to give the results of the supers so i guess i should do that real quick matt craig getting the win in the super late model portion of the uh cars race at southern national trevor knowles steven nassie travis braden and carson quapple rounding out the top five then cody connor mike hopkins Hus- hudson holder mike speeney and austin mcdonald through 10th there were there were 15 cars in that race and this was 11th through 15th if you're local and you know these guys you'll understand why i'm doing this Jeff Batten, Sammy Smith, Gabe Summers, Bubba Pollard, and Jeremy Barkley. Now, I mean, there's 
a dozen out of those 15 that could have won that race. On your side of the fence, we gave the top 10, but you've got just looking behind where you finished in 10th, you got Jared Fryer back there, Corey Heim, Brandon Pierce, Nolan Pope. You've got Chad McCumbie. You've got Trevor Ward um, and Tommy Lemons, 23rd. Not a good day for Tommy. Um, the ponytail not working out so well, uh, I don't think, for him, at least on the track. Uh, and uh, so, you know, you've you've got 24 cars in that event. You've got young guys like Gage Painter and many Tyrell who are running in the series. And now Jonathan Schaefer, Lane Riggs um, finishing in fifth. We didn't uh, talk too much about him, but again, son of Scott Riggs. I mean, you got Jonathan Finley, Mike Darn. It's a competitive series. No um and then, of course, you go to these Triple Crown races, and it's anybody who's anybody <laughs> in late model stocks that runs those. And so, you know, you like you said, you can't afford a mistake. You've got to bring your A game every time out. It's tough enough just to qualify for some of those yep. shows, let alone run up front. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. But, you know, that's that's what it's all about. You know, you you want to be the best of the best, and, yep. and that's why you go run those races. You know that's that's who you, you need to beat, you know. So, um I look forward to it. I love those kind of races, you know. Um, when we won Kenley two weeks ago, we it was a green-white checker with, with us and Lee Pulliam. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, at the end of the day, those are the races that you want as a driver. You yeah. Know, Lee, is, Lee has been one of the best, you know, in the last five yeah, or six years. champion. Right. So, Multi-time. Um, you know, when you can line up head-to-head like that at the end of the race, you know, those are the situations that you want, you know. And, um i've been fortunate to to have races like that with lee well that was the first one and i had one with philip morris too yeah. um two years Another ago multi-time nascar right. champion um and we was able to come out on top on both of those so uh been very fortunate i got a great team man with 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 great sponsors that that love what we do and and how we do it so uh you know you got to be good, but you got to count your blessings at the same time. Well, you segued into that. Uh, we usually save that for the last question, but that's fine. We'll, we'll throw <laughs> it there because you started it, and that you got a big solid rock carriers hat on. Now, Kirk Ipock was a guest on this show. Um, gosh, I think it was either in December or January. I can't remember yep. which, but um, he 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 called in and talked to us. And my gosh, I mean. It's not a love for short track racing. He's obsessed yes. with it. Yes, he um, is. And I love that about him. And he's you and Mason Diaz, um, you know, are two drivers that he's kind of adopted. Right. Um, and, and Solid Rock is now the, the title sponsor for the Cars Tour. Yep. So stepped up in a big way. Um, and you need those kinds of people in the sport um, because it's a sponsor-driven sport. So right. um, there, I just I just did your solid rock plug for you. Uh, but seriously, I mean, you know, you've got to be thankful to to have him as part of your your group. Oh yeah, no doubt. You know, and and you know, the race we won at Kinley was a Thanksgiving Classic. That's yeah. the race that he sponsors. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I, I turned around to do do my Polish victory lap and get the checker flag, and and he was standing at the flag stand, and all you could see was teeth. You know, he was ear to ear and. Uh, it was rained out before you call us and ask. Uh, it, <laughs> it was rained out in November. They right, had to yeah. run it. Yeah. Um, Just so you know. But yeah, and, you know, Kinley was a, a track that I hadn't won at before, you know, and, and just haven't had good luck, you know. So um, to have somebody like Kirk, who's so involved in racing and, and just loves racing, you know, that's that's really what it comes down to. It's, it's what he wants to do, you know, and, yeah. and like you said, we need people like that. That's that's what's yep. kind of been missing in, in racing for, for a while, I feel like. You know, you got to, 
it, it takes money for all this to work. It does. You know? um, and when you find somebody like Kirk that's just so involved and, and loves the sport and just wants to be there and be involved, you know, and that's that's what we need. So uh got to be thankful for Kirk, man. He is not I, – I always when, – whenever I think about Kirk, he's th- – there are sponsors and there are fans – he is a sponsor who is okay. probably a bigger <laughs> fan, you know, um, or he's a fan who also is a sponsor. Right. You know, he he kind of puts his money. This is his golf game. Yep. I feel like. Yep. You know, and you just got to have guys like that and folks like that in the sport. So uh, who else other than Solid Rock? Of course, you've got uh, several. Yeah, we got we got quite a few. So we uh, Castro, um, they, they help out quite a bit and uh, Toyota helps out, you know, um, we got Blue Ridge Color Company. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. It's just so many guys. Charlie Long Engines. Um, you know, just everybody puts in this, man. It's, it's so many. And, again, I can't be blessed enough to have to have all these, these partners that uh, that put so much time and effort. You know, we got R&S chassis. They, they do a lot for us, a lot of R&D stuff. And, um, you know, we got BST Shocks. Um, does a lot of stuff for our, our shock division, you know, and, um, just all these guys, they, they love doing this and they love winning. And, you know, we just, we mesh together, you know, and, um, at the end of the day for a team, that's, that's all you can ask for. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely, uh, you, you've had such great success with them and, and, uh, you're, you're a, a bunch of fun to watch as well. It's, uh, it's always, I mean, the cars tour is the only touring series where you're going to see a late model stock race and a super late model race, at least at most of their their uh, scheduled events. Sometimes they split up, but um, most of the time they're together. And it, it, I know that you've thought about doing some super late model racing. Are yep. there any plans right now for you to... No plans, not yet. Um, just got some stuff that, that I'm working on, you know... Uh, I love doing the late model stuff yeah. with, with my Nelson Motorsports guys. You know, we, we have fun and, and we have a good time. But, uh, you know, you see a race car like a Super that's, you know, that's fast. It's got yeah. a ton of horsepower and uh, it's offset chassis. So, in all means, it's a car that's, that's going to go drive left. It. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, looking trying to make something happen there, it's just, like you said, it, it takes money and uh, it's, it's tough to get. We've got uh, more with Bobby McCarty, more with Casey Kerwin coming up, and uh, we're going to have a little fun in our white flag segment uh, coming up a little later in the show as well with both of these guys. So we're going to be back with more of Lead Lap presented by the good folks from Victory Custom Trailers right after these words. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that 
That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this could be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road... It becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lean Lab, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. Uh, Tom Baker and Casey Kerwin, along with Red, our producer James Mellick, and uh, Bobby McCartney, all gathered around the WSIC studio having some fun tonight. Um, and you heard Spencer Boyd talk about uh, Race Chaser Radio. Our Race Chaser Online website, our brand new one, is very close to making its debut uh, probably about a week away, maybe the end of this week, but more likely sometime early next. And when that comes out, you are going to be able to literally go to the website and listen to all of our live programming as well as get uh, the on-demand programming as well all in one place. It's going to be really cool. We're really stoked about that and looking forward to uh, when that um, gets online. So stay tuned for that. We'll have more information for you uh, next week probably on that, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, we've got um, both drivers in the studio with us. Bobby, of course, a late model racer, and Casey, uh, a Sim Cup racer, I guess you could say. Um, Bobby just talked about his sponsors. How do you get sponsors? Do so, you, are you allowed to get your own sponsors, yeah, you or can, how does that? You can have your own sponsors, like uh, my teammate for Denny Keegan. He has his own sponsor. Does Keegan have a last name, or is it like Leahy. Sherry? You only get one. Ke- Keegan Leahy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I thought yeah. he was so popular that he only needed one. You know. I mean, <laughs> no, but he, all uh, you said all night is Keegan. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no. So yeah, yeah. He has his own sponsor. He's sponsored by uh, Virtual Racing School, which they have like uh, they do like setup uh, setups for the general public on iRacing, and also like training and. Uh, they just they're starting to make like steering wheels and pedals and stuff like that too to use. So uh, he has his own sponsor there. But uh, if if you don't have one, then normally your teams get them. Okay. Um, yeah. So like for me with Denny's connection with Michael Jordan, uh, my sponsor is Jordan. Yes. 
That's that's Michael's logo there. Yes. 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 Yeah. He's a pretty famous basketball player for those of you who don't know. Um, well, that's yeah. Now, what is what does it cost to sponsor a car or a race or how does that work? Do you I, know? I'm not really sure. No, I don't know. It's uh, but uh, does I mean, that it, go through Denny because he's the team owner. Yeah, I would go through. Really? Denny. Yeah, it goes through Denny. Yeah. Wow. So if you want to sponsor Casey, reach out to Denny <laughs> and uh, he'll he'll tell you how you can do that. That's uh, you know, that's kind of a backdoor way to meet a cup guy. I want to sponsor your your sim driver, so you got to reach out to the team owner. Happens to be a cup guy, so you you get to meet Denny <laughs> that way. Uh, I imagine Denny's probably got people for that, but yeah, probably, uh, yeah. that's pretty cool. So you can actually have your own sponsors. You yeah. don't have to. That's that's interesting. So now, um, where is your next race? Our next race will be at Homestead. Um, so we we normally run the Tuesday leading up to that current race. So we'll run Tuesday, the week of leading up to Homestead. So a week from tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, for those of you still on 2019 time, get off it because Homestead's coming up next week. Yeah. We aren't ending the season in Homestead. It's during spring break week. Now, you guys see the, the problem with doing the sim thing is you don't get the full effect because you don't get the infield party no, and, and no. all of that and as far as i know you don't get to get out of the cars and fight on pit road do you no, i mean no. they don't have they haven't <laughs> we, built we, that into the sim we have yet. like a button where we can yell at each other so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they haven't built that into the sim yet we've got uh, james mellick over there cavorting with uh bobby mccarty <laughs> showing him uh, a picture of something we're gonna have to we're gonna ask uh Ask Red to explain himself there. Why are you disturbing my guest? Uh, well, we were talking while we were off break about how uh, the rains were on that trip out west, and I was showing ah. him the picture there of the flood in Odessa that I got a picture oh. of. I was showing him how bad the water was. So, yeah. Well, talk about that a little bit because I wasn't aware of any of that. What, um, um, so all the way out there to Phoenix, yeah. it took us a lot longer than expected. Normally from our shop, it takes about 30 hours to get there. Okay, so that's about uh, a day and six hours. Yes, yeah, something like that, day six roughly. hours. And um, on the way out there, it didn't do anything but rain really? all the way to the 2010 split. Wow. I mean, the desert was flooded out there in Odessa, Midland. We were doing speed limits in 75, 80-mile-an-hour zones that were 60 to 55-mile-an-hour because you couldn't see. So it took us longer to get out there. Uh, we made it back safe and all that, obviously. I'm here. Thank God. Nothing <laughs> got damaged. Car made it out there. And on the way back, smooth sailing. Wow. But, um, yeah, I was telling him because he said he had a buddy who did the swap-out stuff as well. So... I was showing him what he drove through, just like we did. And your buddy is the who the driver for Austin Dillon. You said he was the the hauler driver for Austin Dillon. Okay, he's 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 been his name's Dennis Gammons. He's he's been there for a long time. He's okay. a customer of mine at the at the oh, mechanic wow. shop I work at. That's um, nasty. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, he he had to do the the swap out deal. Um, he was a truck driver. He backed off now. He's he's working at the shop uh, doing. So I can't remember what he told me, but uh, yeah. So he. He's had some interesting stories I'm to tell sure. me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here again, that's part of the whole um, circus, if you will, the traveling entourage that is NASCAR. I don't think nobody ever gives the hauler drivers any credit. No. Those no. guys have a really tough job. It, again, it seems like, because all when you think about you know taking trips all over the country and doing all that, it's not just driving. You got to maintain the uh, yep. uh, the transporter and, and organize it and clean everything and do all of that too, right? I mean, this yeah. is not just it's not just you don't just get in and drive and then get out and go home. Well, yeah, I mean, think about this. Um, this is the biggest thing. It takes more of a toll on their bodies yeah. than it does the other crew guys. Yeah. I mean, the other cu crew guys are crawling around and beating themselves up working on the car. But the truck drivers are away from their family more yeah. than anyone else. Yeah. Yep. So it's harder for them to find a meal that is not fast food. 
yep. because that's they have point. to eat out a lot of times. Yeah. So for them to find something that's healthier for them and better for their body, it's a lot harder. So their body takes more abuse than most of us other guys. Even truck stops anymore. There's still some great. I see. I used to love when I first started traveling around when I got my license in you know late seventies, early eighties, or whatever. I always had the urge to go. I wanted to just go, you know, and and I suppose a lot of people are, have that when you first get your license, you just want to go somewhere. And I would always eat at truck stops because it was like home cooking. But now I think a lot of them have kind of gotten. Yeah, they've switched over to like a lot more fast food. Yeah. You're going to walk in there and you're going to see like McDonald's yeah. and stuff like that. But a lot of them are now slowly starting to transition to more of this healthier stuff that's fast food. Like um, a lot of the ones we stopped at were, had Subway's uh, and they had Arby's. So they had a little bit more better, of yeah. the better fast yeah. food uh, than the McDonald's and the Wendy's and all that. So There's a chain called Sheets that's popular in uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania area that are part of the north or mid-Atlantic, whatever you want to call it, and up in the northeast. I think it's Pennsylvania-based chain. They have the best food. And there's a couple of them here. Actually, there's one right here by the, the, the studio where I, I eat a couple times a week. Um, they just have great food. It's made to order. It's and it's not, it, it's a lot better for you than fast food. You know, you can get like a, a wrap or whatever, a burrito, um, and you don't have to get all the crap on it. Um, so, yeah, it's it's interesting, though, because you're right. That's a the diet part of it, even the exercise, because you're sitting oh, yeah. so much of the time, you know. So, um, And then your sleep schedule, you don't get a whole lot of sleep because, yeah. I mean, you're trying to sleep in a moving vehicle, which... I mean, most people have tried either in a back seat or a passenger seat. It's kind of hard to sleep in a vehicle. I, and I mean, I understand some I of these guys no got beds. I sleeping in a moving <laughs> vehicle. Nope. So, and nope. those things ride on airbags, so they're way bumpier yep. than a regular car, well, too. Yeah, so, see, it would be different. Yeah, that's the hard thing on them. Dennis told me plenty of times that when he got to the track, his job wasn't over. Sometimes he was the fuel carrier, uh, well, cook. A, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, so it's not just them driving it, to right. the track. They still got other things to do when they get there. Nobody so. gives them nearly the credit they deserve, I guess is the point. And make right. you never yep. hear about the hauler drivers, you know, crew chiefs, drivers, whatever spotters. Nobody ever talks about what the hauler that, drivers. That have West Coast to. swing is yeah. tough. Yeah, and they usually that have to tough. polish all their chrome on their vehicle as well. I mean, they'll get the truck Oof. washed. Like they'll have a company who comes to the track and they wash uh, the trucks. Yeah, but the chrome that's done by the truck drivers, the wheels and mm. all the tanks mm-hmm. that are chrome, the front. They have to take the time and make that truck look that way. It doesn't yeah. just get done. Yep. It's it really is amazing. It's it's quite a quite an operation having it, the whole NASCAR to put on a NASCAR race is quite an operation, and very few people ever stop to think about all the little jobs that have to get done in a proper time frame for an all the work rate. It's yep. pretty amazing, honestly. Um, but uh, let's get back to Casey for a second. So you said your next race was at Homestead. What are you doing? What are you going to do between now and then to prepare? Uh, just a bunch of testing. We will work with the guys, uh, our setup guys, that they'll dial in everything we can. We'll do, gosh, probably hundreds, maybe even close to a thousand laps. Just depends how good you feel. If you feel like you hit it off quick, then obviously you'll be done sooner. And then if you're not feeling good, then you'll just keep cranking runs and making more adjustments and keep cranking runs and making more adjustments. So thank that's God. kind of the luxury about uh, sim racing. So. Thank God tires are free. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what I was just thinking about. That. Yeah. Wow. That's wow. a good yeah. point. It's a good point. Well, and I, and I was just sitting here thinking that, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, the personal trainer and all the physical exercise and yeah. all of that either, right? Um, now, what kind of a sim setup do you have? Uh, so I, we always like to say we race our desks because we just got a <laughs> we got like a steering wheel on our desk. 
got steering wheel on our desk and pedals on the floor. I mean, some people you can have like nice sim rigs, but well, that's what I was wondering if yeah. you had. Or then we'll have like like I have triple screens. It's probably the fanciest thing I have. So you have like your peripherals, so you're not just locked into <laughs> seeing one thing. But our desks. Yes, I like that. That's yeah. a good. That's, a, that's <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. That's pretty funny actually. Um, yeah, yeah, because I know like Anthony Alfredo is is a good friend of mm-hmm. mine, and Anthony has to deal with sim seats, and they have yeah, yeah. all these nice, you know, yeah. um, the setup, the rig that he has now is just like holy yeah, the sim seat stuff. My is nice. God, you know, um, it's incredible. So you you just have the very basic, and that's yep. the thing I I think too is it's very easy to to get into it yeah what is it i mean you know a rig like yours how much have you got on your stuff well you my, bucks? my uh well my equipment like my steering wheel and stuff is a little higher end but there's uh so, so it's a couple probably like in the thousand like 1500 somewhere okay. with pedals and i mean but you can start cheaper than a race car. most of us start <laughs> with like logitech steering wheel and pedals that are 300 dollars for steering wheel and pedals but i just like nicer stuff so i have like yeah. a, i have like an mpi wheel and stuff so, okay yeah and and now to get on the service it, mm-hmm. It's just to sign up, right? Uh, it's like it's a membership, either like ten bucks a month or like a hundred bucks a year. So, and then uh, more and more content you have to get. You'll have to buy like tracks and cars, but still, if you buy everything, it's maybe like four grand, if that, at most. If you bought like everything possible, we're not talking just the oval stuff because they have road course and rally cross and all that stuff too. Right. So. Okay. But yeah, it's <coughs> still cheaper than a race car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, go ahead. I was going to ask Bobby. James. Yeah. We we're talking about the sim stuff. Do you use sim? Like, do you run iRacing and all that to prepare for your races and stuff? Uh, I had it back in college. Um, I don't even know what kind of steering wheel I had. All I know is I get $25 for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> you bought one of the yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> we, we, we got it in college. Just something for, for me and my buddies to do. And, uh, I started kind of getting serious and, and my dad got in it and a couple, you know, more of my friends from, from racing. And, you know, I had this $25 steering when I was doing good and I got my class A license and I got up into the cup stuff and I started getting whooped. So I was <laughs> like, all right, you know what? I'm going to the fixed setups, right? Like his fixed setups, everything's going to be the same. And too hard for me. I got to go somewhere. Well, I couldn't figure out the setups. The setups, They're very the set- complicated, it was yeah. it's opposite of everything yeah. I know. Right. So uh, I started going to the fix setup, and, and it was worse. And I asked the guy, I said, dude, what's the deal? He said, what kind of steering wheel you got? I said, I have no idea. He said, there's your problem. <laughs> I said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I said I, I'd buy something else, but I got tires to pay for this weekend. So yeah, I, I, go I, I'm just going to hold off. <laughs> It'll be all right. Well, if you ever decide to get back into it, we know a guy right? <laughs> who can help you with all of that. Yeah, I'm just going to give him $50 to sponsor something on his car <laughs> so I can talk to Denny. <laughs> it's going to be my back door way. You know? I don't know how much 50 bucks will get me but i got it <laughs> it'll get you an autograph card there you go that's, that's right get you. <laughs> and he, for another five bucks casey will sign one right <laughs> <laughs> hey we've got one more segment left and if you think we're having fun now wait till we return more of we lap coming up how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this could be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is like so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back. Chandler Smith bringing us back was a a very convenient segue to talk about the fact that uh, the ARCA Series had a race on Friday night at Phoenix, and the winner was Chandler Smith uh, in the Venturini Motorsports car, flying the V, so to speak, and uh, actually beat his teammate, Michael Self, uh, in that race. And, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Ty Gibbs finished up in third. Um, Chandler actually did a nice job, and, and this race was a caution-filled ARCA race. Can you imagine that? Um, And uh, lots of yellows, lots of banged up equipment. And um, it, uh, it came down to a one, one lap shootout. And uh, the two Venturini cars were able to hold Ty Gibbs back. Ty was the dominant car of the day, really thought he was going to end up uh, with his first win of the year. That didn't happen. Um, And so a good win for Chandler Smith. Also, uh, Chandler, part of the news of the week is it got announced that he's going to run a number of truck races for Kyle Busch Motorsports again this season, splitting his time mostly in the 51 truck, but he's got a couple scheduled in the 46 truck as well. So Chandler going to be doing some trucking again this year, and that's a kid with a whole lot of talent. Um, we have had every Venturini driver in existence on this show or our shows in general here at Race Chaser over the last uh, couple months, and we've also had the team owner 
Billy Venturini on the show. He was on two weeks ago with us, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Had a ton of fun with him. Um, we actually have secured the big boss, Big Bill Venturini, going to be on. I think his wife is coming in as well. I'm not sure. But Bill is going to be on uh, in a couple of weeks on this show. So uh, I think our Thursday Motorsports Madness show, actually, uh, in a couple of weeks. So that stay tuned for that because that is going to be, if you don't know Bill Venturini, that man has more stories uh, than, than a library. So uh, he's going to be a lot of fun, and we're real excited and very humbled that uh, he is given the green light to come on and talk with us. Okay, our final segment on lead lap for the evening. We have got two drivers in the studio with us. Bobby McCarty runs Nelson, for Nelson Motorsports in the uh, Cars Tour. And, of course, Casey Kerwin, our uh, eSport NASCAR Coca-Cola Series driver. And we're going to pull some random questions out of our mystery deck of cards here. And let's see how... Um, our drivers, and we'll, we'll we'll throw it around the table, we'll have some fun with it, uh, would, would answer them. Okay, here's the first question. What is your most treasured possession? What is your most treasured possession? Bobby McCarty. I know oh, what you God. better say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to say my wife and kids. I hope oh. so. <laughs> uh, Besides the people in your life. Besides people, um, <laughs> to be 100% honest with you, there is a steering wheel at our old race shop um, I bought from Timothy Peters four years ago, and it's just a regular Momo with the push to talk, but I bought it that year I won a championship. I put it up because I was like, that was the coolest thing for me at the time was Timothy was a guy I looked up yeah. to, right? So uh, I bought it from him. I won a championship. I'm like, man, this was in a truck. Like, he won a race with it. I think he won Bristol with it or something. Um, so I got it. I won races, won a championship, and I've put it up ever since, and it ain't been used. Wow. Okay. That's a that's a good answer. Uh, Melik, I can tell that there's smoke coming out Red's ears. So Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking, and I think I came up with what mine is. Okay. Uh, mine is a necklace that I wear every day. Uh, I got a necklace that's got a cross on it. And I've had it since sixth grade, and since I've graduated high school in 2010, or 2010, in 2008, it's only been off my neck three, uh, three times, and it wow. broke one of those three times, and the other I had to get an MRI. So um, that there, I'd have to say, is probably one of my most valuable possessions. It just has a lot of memories. It's been with me for my whole life, so uh, I'd have to say that. Casey? Mm, probably the smart answer is my... Uh my whole sim racing setup, right? But I, if we wanted to go more outside of that, I have. Sure. A, I was a big diehard Tony Stewart fan, so a bunch was? of like he's still racing. You oh, know. that is true. Yes, so I was a die. am a diehard Tony Stewart fan. <laughs> I'll correct that. And uh, he's no longer. And uh, die, uh, I have a bunch of some signed diecasts and stuff like that. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, stuff like that. That's, Very uh, nice. Yeah. Speaking of him racing, he is running the Xfinity race. I know that. Yes, another part of the news. That, that makes, was another convenience. That makes segment. me want to go to Indy so bad. Yeah, this year at uh, at Indy, he is back in the uh, NASCAR realm, running in the Xfinity Series for Stewart Haas Racing on the road course. 
And Tony's been threatening to do that for a year or two. He wanted to yes. run a road course race in Xfinity. And Indianapolis, of course, is home. This is It's the perfect situation for him to come back, and I'm excited for that. My most treasured possession, I have two trophies in my office. Um, <clears throat> when I grew up, I, I, was, I grew up going to the Oswego Speedway. Super Modifieds of the open wheel variety were king there and still are. And Jimmy Chapine was uh, the driver of the eight ball, turquoise eight ball. And Jimmy was the driver I picked out the first time I went to the races in 1973. He learned my name. I used to go to the pits every week at, with my program to get autographs of the drivers. Jimmy always talked to me, always called me by name, used to sort of bend down and, you know, talk to me eye to eye and um, just became somebody that I really looked up to, lost his life in a crash there in 1982. And I cannot tell the story of that night to this day, all these years later, without crying. And I have two of his trophies in my office. Um, one of them is his uh, Fast Qualifier Award from, I think, 1974, I want to say it is. And the other one is uh, his Modified 200 winning trophy from 1972. They are in my office, and uh, uh, they were given to me by... Uh, one of my friends from up there, Rich Macko, another member of the media who bought them at an auction years ago and then uh, was looking to find a new home for them. And I found out about that and immediately said, hey, could I please? And he said, absolutely. So um, my first racing here, I now have two of his trophies. So uh, cool stuff. And, and I really enjoy those. OK, let's see. What is the best piece of advice you have ever been given? I'll start with Casey this time. Oh, gosh. Uh, best piece of advice you have ever been given. And Bobby's laughing. I can't wait to get to him. Uh, you know, probably the basics, like, you know, stay humble, all that kind of stuff with the, all the, the growth in the series, but also just keep working. I mean, especially for us, we're not like get locked in the contracts for years. We have to requalify every single year and stay in what we're doing if we want to keep doing that. So keep working hard with everything with along advice. those lines. Oh, uh, uh, you ready? I got a whole ready? lot of advice. So, uh, <clears throat> honestly, the best one I got that I like to live by is just, you know, Hard work pays off. Yeah, that's it's basically the one I uh, think is the biggest I've got. Because if you work hard at something, it'll eventually pay off for you, and that's just what I live by. Okay, very good, Bobby Mack. Some things wouldn't be appropriate to, sh to share on air, but I'd say the best that I <laughs> that I live by um, is you never know everything, you know, and that's that's one of the biggest things that I focus on every week, and I go to the track. Um, I've been racing since I was six, so I'm going on 22 years now, and, and every time I get to the racetrack, I learn something new, and, and I work hard to learn something new. You know, you, you never know everything, and the day you stop trying to learn more stuff is, is the day you stop trying, so uh, that's normally what I what I go by. See, that's funny, because that's my, my best advice. Somebody once pointed out that we are nothing but an organism, and almost like a plant. If you're not growing, you're dying. Right. There's only two states you exist in. You're either growing or dying. And learning is how you grow. So, again, to, to your point, um, learn something new every day. I'm an avid reader and, and uh, always, you know, seeking advice and always enjoy uh, any time I can learn something. Okay, we still got a couple minutes. Oh, <laughs> here's a good one. Oh, um, God. Let's start with, <laughs> I'm going to start with Red on this one. Um, I don't know why, but for some reason I just have a feeling he'll come up with something funny. If there was a sandwich... Named after you, what would be on the sandwich? Oh, what would be on what it? What would be on it? Man, um, well, first it would be called the Red Witch. So anything that was red, <laughs> red it would witch. have to have like pepperoni ketchup. on it. It'd have to have red. like pepperoni, ketchup, uh, pretty much whatever's red. It would have to be on there. Peppers. 
Pepper's all that, and it'd be called the Red Witch. The Red Witch. Okay. That's what it would be. <laughs> Casey, what's on your sandwich? Oh, I, I'm, I'm not much of a sandwich person. It's probably some really plain like what I normally have, which is just bacon and bread. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's all one needs to survive, right? So, you know, Nothing I'm else. Like, no bread. Bread. Just, bacon, just and bacon and bread. Just bacon and bread. Right? I'm not, I'm not much of a I'm a very picky eater. <laughs> Wow. See, you know, my mine is would be some sort of a carnivore sandwich because I'm a meat guy. So, you know, when I get a sub, it's it's usually bacon, turkey, ham, lettuce, and that's really about it. Spinach, maybe. I don't put any dressing or anything on any of it. It's just I, I want to taste the food. I don't like all the junk that covers it up. You, you got one? Yeah. I'm, His I'm, would be the Bobby Mac. Right, yeah. So, and what's on uh, the Bobby Mac? Ham, turkey, bologna, uh, bacon. Okay. Mayonnaise, salt, and pepper, and uh, roll so on. So you lost me at the mayonnaise, but <laughs> everything else is good. See, we all agree. Okay, we'll, we'll do more of this on future shows because it's fun. That's it. We're done. We Lap is now over. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to the folks at WSIC. And most of all, thanks to all of you who listen and keep us uh, going each week. And uh, we've got some great shows coming up in the month of March. So we look forward to continuing with Race Chaser Radio back tomorrow morning at 11 for... Uh, Inside Pass. Bye. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.